Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the P1 Podcast bonus edition with Matt and Tommy. We're here to talk about the Fernando Alonso just ridiculous stages of getting and then not getting and then get and then not just the penalty flying around like no one knew what was going on. We didn't know until what it's now quarter past 10 at night and we finally sort of jump on to kind of clarify what went on and also give our opinions on it, Tommy, because I don't know about you, but I'm not happy with how that's gone down. No, it's just confusing. And I just know that we're probably going to get uh, finish this podcast and Alonso will be fourth again. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Okay. So let's, let's run you through exactly what happened. So Fernando Alonso got a penalty for being outside of his grid box. When you actually look at the pictures, you can see he's quite heavily to the left, I guess, as you as if he's in the car, to the left of his grid box. And especially, from, I think, from Sainz's perspective, it's very clear he's outside of it. There are a couple of drivers a little bit further down the grid, Tommy, aren't they, that, that are getting close to potentially being naughty, but clearly still within the threshold. Yeah, they're borderline. I think it's Bottas and I want to say Sonoda as well. But um, they're obviously just in there. I feel like this is going to become a thing now where when they line up on the grid, we'll all have our magnifying glasses out like, ooh, um, we're we're more observant than the FIA. We definitely didn't need the magnifying glass out for Fernando Alonso's (laughs) uh, grid box position, did we? So, of course, he got a penalty for that for being outside of his grid box uh, at the start. He then served that five-second penalty under the safety car, which was fine in the sense of... We didn't hear anything about it. He went about his way. The jackman, the rear jackman, made contact with the car, but no one really batted an eyelid until right at the end when suddenly, this is basically what's happened, is that right at the end of the race is when things start, murmurs started happening that Fernando Alonso had not served his penalty correctly. And then, lo and behold, loses the spot on the podium with a 10-second penalty, but after he's already been on the podium, celebrated, and it was due to the fact the rear jack touched the car before the five seconds was up. You could see it. It it was almost immediate, wasn't it, with the the contact uh, from the rear jack man. Then after that, Tommy, it's not the end, because Fernando Alonso's back on the podium because it's been overturned, and this was due to the fact there was not a specific agreement, apparently, that the rear jack man can't touch the car as part of that five-second penalty. So Aston Martin went about servicing or at least making contact with the car. And in their view, and what clearly the FIA have now realised, is that that wasn't part of not doing anything to the car. I mean, from my perspective, that's touching the car. And surely it should be a hard and fast rule. You cannot touch the car for five or however many seconds the penalty is for. Yeah, I don't understand why, uh, of all the things, like surely you're still getting an advantage if the rear jack is touching the car early, because otherwise you just do it as soon as they come into the pits. Clearly, they've done it deliberately because they wouldn't have waited five seconds, then put the jack in later. So 
they've obviously argued it and uh the fia uh as they do just keep changing their mind and this is what really really grinds my gears tommy is all of this confusion just takes away from the awesome drive that alonso had the whole spectacle, the, most of the casuals, right, that won't have really been on Twitter keeping up to date with all of this. Realistically, actually, they, if they, they know may no know. different, yeah, they may find out. Fine. There's probably a few of you from this podcast finding out that he lost, he lost it, and then got got back. Got yeah, back. And, and just that whole process just doesn't seem to. Well, I mean, the FIA giving out penalties and then the appeal system, I suppose, is fair. But the way in which it went about, or they went about it, clearly wasn't right. You know, they didn't notice the fact that there was potentially a breach of the rules, and then it was too late being handed out, so Alonso couldn't fight that back. Which, to be fair, even with the penalty being overturned and whatnot, because they literally had, you know, a reason to believe that that rear jack man could make contact with the car, even if that wasn't part of it, I'm, I was still angry with the fact that Alonso couldn't respond to his penalty, and that was due to the slight incompetence, to put it lightly, of the FIA not being able to keep on top of things. Like We've seen it before, haven't we, with corner cutting, for example, and some drivers getting penalised, some drivers not. This is the pinnacle of motorsport. How are you missing things? Yeah, if you look at the actual document, this is the document that states that Alonso got a 10-second penalty, and in that document, it uh, to kind of cut a long story short, it says that he served his penalty and basically they thought it was fine. Then this uh, ROC, which is the Remote Operations Centre uh, in Geneva, which is that VAR thing that we... Which exists. Feel, it does exist wow. because I feel like a few, uh, a while back we were like, where's this VAR thing? But um, it does exist and just like VAR, it takes freaking ages because they <laughs> because they realised uh, on the last lap of the race, the stewards received a report from race control uh, that the car, the car 14 didn't uh, and they investigated it and then gave a penalty but then they've changed their mind again. It's quite ridiculous, really. Um, it, it either is or isn't. And it just seems like they don't know their own rules because they had those replays. We we saw it in the pit lane happening um, and they thought it was fine. But then it wasn't when they looked at the review. And then Aston Martin can come back and argue and go, nah, the Jack the Jackman's fine, right? That He's not part of the pit crew. Yeah, okay then. Go on, Fernando. You've already done your tweet now saying you're third, so why not? <laughs> it's just ridiculous. And, and just this whole process just ruins the integrity of the sport, realistically, because you don't actually know what you're what you're getting. You know, when you watch a game of football or any sport, usually whoever wins or finishes wherever finishes there. And you go, Oh, that was good viewing. And yeah. as I said, if you're a casual and you haven't been keeping up to date with any of this, then actually being naive is brilliant because you wouldn't have known any of this had happened and nothing's <laughs> changed because That's... Alonso's back on the podium. But yeah. I guess the question that comes up now is how do they stop this from happening in the future? Because it's happened two races in a row, Esteban Ocon first, and then Fernando Alonso in this race. It looks like there needs to be clearer parameters of what actually you can and can't do to the car when a penalty is being served. It's it, 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 mm. as I said earlier, surely just hands off for five seconds. And if there's dispute over, I guess, How timing is, yeah. and whatnot, it, yeah, there needs to be something that the FIA do that is clear cut. 
rather, you know, having a light above the gantry, and that's an FIA penalty light. And when they say go, you can go, sort of thing, rather than leaving it up to the teams and up to interpretation. I wonder if, yeah, like an FIA delegate can be there in the pit, because essentially the teams are timing it themselves, right? And then going, okay, yeah. we're good to go. Um, but an FIA person maybe needs to be there going, right, this is it. Press, Just press the rugby button. tackles the it, rear jack man. Be, yeah, <laughs> Don't you touch off. it! Uh, but a beep in there. It's quite funny you mentioned actually that, you know, in football, the game's over. Uh, I was listening to a football podcast the other day for the team I support and they were talking about how um, players were complaining at the end of, of the game and going, well, uh, why do they do it? Because it's absolutely ridiculous. Like they're never going to overturn the decision and go, well, actually um, we're now going to cancel those two goals and it's uh, and it's now two all or whatever. And realistically, that is Formula One. That can happen yeah. because teams are allowed to complain after the race and it does change far too often. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I guess the final point on this, the final discussion point, is around, I guess, the process itself. Is it as efficient as it could be? Are there things? I suppose Not the big problem. Laps. Yeah, I think the big problem is actually identifying when something goes wrong. And for me, my perspective is that they haven't got enough eyeballs on everything that's going on. And I know Formula One is very complex sport. It's got twenty cars. Anyone can be doing anything at any time. But that for me just shows they've because it was ROC, as you say, or whatever. But like realistically they they must have had a, a nudge from someone to go and check it on the last lap because if they'd had a, yeah exactly <laughs> and if they'd had an, an you know an inkling before that they would have clearly highlighted that in in a closer span than 35 laps mm. so it's just it, it kind of highlights again that you just don't think there's enough people in the FIA to actually police the sport to the degree in which it needs yeah i guess to play devil's advocate can there ever be enough because they'd have to employ uh, multiple, I mean, Formula One and the FA, I'm sure, have enough money, but... Yeah, they don't have much, do they? Yeah, they don't have much. Only worth, what, like 15 billion or whatever it was uh, valued at recently. (laughs) Yeah, so with, I hate to keep bringing up football, but obviously with VAR, they they have the the VAR and football, and realistically, that's the only action, whereas, you know, say they're doing this VAR of... Uh, or ROC, as we'll, we'll call it in Formula One, as it's known. Um, they're looking at this, did the Jackman touch the car or not uh, situation. Realistically, you could have like, you know, you're watching Yuki Sonoda and Kevin Magnussen battling going, there's probably going to be a crash here, lads. We need to uh, need to keep an eye on this. And mm. uh, the action's still going on. So um, I guess, 
yeah, it could get to the point where they just need a million people. Maybe this is the they sad reality yeah. of Formula One that this has always happened and maybe it's something that can't be fixed. But I feel like if Formula One is becoming, trying to be this easy, accessible sport for people, they need to do something because yeah. you can't have a result changing constantly. They have to iron it out because not only were they late to the party in terms of giving Fernando Alonso the penalty, but also applying the penalty wrong. Like, if you don't know your own rules and you know how to apply them, yeah, I know that you're supposed to have this appeal system <laughs> and, and whatnot, yeah. but how crazy is that, that they they don't get all the facts and figures together to be like, that's the concrete decision, it's done. Aston go, well, actually, no, here it says that there's no agreement to the rear Like That's just, that's bonkers to me. That's yeah. absolutely bonkers. Formula One is an absolutely enormous sport. Um, but I feel like we will be talking about decisions in Formula One, the FIA, until the day we die, really. Uh, and that's unfortunately part and parcel of what Formula One's about. I know how, I'm sure, you, you, the amount of teams, you know, you could, I'm sure like Aston Martin could look through Red Bull's pit stop and go, well, technically in the rules, it doesn't say you're allowed to do this or whatever, um, and set up this whole um, debate over it. And then it might happen because I don't, I don't really understand how a rear Jackman isn't, part of the pits because if if they're saying that in the rules it doesn't say it doesn't if they're saying well it doesn't say the rear jackman is not allowed to search the car is that are they saying that every single individual does it say so in the situation of a penalty <laughs> the front left tire person the right rear tire person because you could just argue anything you get christian horner you... off the pit wall and he'll be lifting the car up himself if he can he can yeah, pick it up you know exactly. what i mean <laughs> oh it's it's crazy but uh, look we thought we'd do a little bonus piece of content podcast video wherever you're watching or listening uh, so i hope you enjoyed that tommy what's your final thoughts sort out fia get your yeah, f together uh, but i am obviously happy that fernando's got another podium podium 100 uh and it was funny that we were talking about this obviously we just recorded it after finding out but we found out because fernando alonso tweeted 100th podium woo and because it's fernando alonso you don't know if it's him <laughs> s housing the entire uh paddock by going well i was on the podium so i'm counting it um or it had generally been overturned so we had that little time where we're waiting if does Fernando know anything or is he just being main character chaos Fernando like he always is? And it was yep. both. Yeah, it was both. Uh, he wanted to be the first person to break the news. <laughs> of course he did, Mr. Fernando. Uh, but no, that was, um, it, it's good to see that I think justice has been served in my opinion. Um, so that's my final thoughts. Hope you enjoyed and uh, we'll see you very soon for another piece of content. Bye. Bye. P1 is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.